Welcome to the Power of Food podcast. We are so excited to bring you evidence-based nutrition information focusing on addressing the root cause for imbalance. Food has the power to help you achieve lifelong optimal health without the side effects of prescription medication. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. I am Stacy Seslowski, Functional Nutrition Registered Dietitian. And I am Leah Grace Barrick, Functional Nutritionist. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Power of Food podcast number seven. Our topic this week is all about detoxification and toxins and toxicants. So Stacy and I are really excited to bring this topic to you. But first, we're actually starting something new this week where we are sharing one thing that each of us has been loving lately, whether it's a new product we found that we're using or a recipe or even just a fruit or vegetable, anything like that. Um, So we're going to go ahead and share that really quick before we begin. Do you want to go first with your Stacey? Sure. Um, So my share for this week was actually an ingredient that this was accidental. (laughs) I always try to choose new ingredients and new foods to bring into my home. And this one was called kabocha squash, which I'm probably killing that name. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> it, but I looked it up. It's um, with Japanese um, or, uh, origin and squash in general. I always love squash. It has um, a lot of resistant starch. So that's the good fiber that feeds the gut bacteria. Um, it has lots of vitamin A and C and actually probably the precursors for vitamin A, the carotenoids. Um, uh, magnesium, potassium. But anyway, the, my point of sharing this was because it didn't work out the way I had expected. I always, I like to roast. I cut my squash up usually and then I, you know, I season them really well, sometimes with a little cinnamon and nutmeg and I even some, a uh, little bit of maple syrup and, um, you know, put that in the oven and roast it. And even after roasting for, I think it was more than an hour. I took it out and it was still like it hadn't softened. Like it was still sort of like weird and tough. And I was so surprised, you know, because it had been cooking for so long. So to make a long story short, I was I don't like to waste. I had to figure out how to way to use this. And so I took the skin off of all the pieces and I mashed it together and I added some ghee and some nut milk. If you and I'm sure it would have been fine with um like coconut, you know, coconut milk or um, even some coconut yogurt if you had. I only had nut milk in the house, but that helped to soften it. I mashed it up and it ended up being like a little bit of like almost like a sweet potato puree is what I would compare it to. Um, But anyway, I just thought it was fun to, I mean, of course you see something that you've been cooking for all this time and hoping it's going to taste good. And I was a little disappointed, but I was able to fix the situation. And so I thought that would be a good share, um, a good way to cook squash or sweet potato is to make this type of puree with a little nut milk and ghee, and we ended up loving it. So 
I thought I would share that. Yeah, I love that. I love squash also. I usually roast it, but that's such a good idea to mash it. I don't usually do that, and I'm going to try that. And I love ghee on squash too, so I'm definitely going to have to pick one of those up next time I'm at the store. I don't actually know even what they look like, so I'll have to do a quick Google search on that. But awesome. It's like a weird-looking green and orange pumpkin-shaped thing. Thing, like that you would might see and say oh my gosh I would never like know how to cut that or something and right yeah. right cool <laughs> awesome well my share this week is this prebiotic powder called inulin that I've been loving I've been using now foods brand which if you're watching this I'm holding it up so you can see it but I love this stuff so Stacy and I of course always talk about fiber increasing fiber in your diet and of course food first is always great but any chance I get I always try to increase even more. So I've been putting this in my coffee in the morning and it, it's so easy. It just dissolves similar to like collagen. If you put that in your coffee, it dissolves. It has a little bit of sweetness. So it actually makes the coffee taste really good, but you know, it's not high in sugar. So it's not going to spike your blood glucose levels and it's a prebiotic. So it's excellent for gut health, microbiome, all of that stuff that we always talk about. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to share that because I've been loving it lately and it's a really good way to get some more inulin in to your diet. So that is my share for the week. <laughs> love it. Love it. I actually do something similar. I use um, galacto oligosaccharides, the GO, yeah. which is another prebiotic, just like inulin, which same idea, prebiotic feeding good bacteria in the gut. Yeah. I love it. I do the same thing. I add it to my tea or my coffee. Yep. Yeah, it's so easy too. It takes two seconds yeah. and they're not expensive. So yeah. it's it's just a great way to increase your fiber. Yeah. So love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today's topic of detoxification is kind of like a controversial topic because there are many naysayers or people who believe, well, our bodies know how to detoxify so there isn't much that we need to do and then there's another group of people who are constantly feeling like we need to pro promote detox detoxification in our bodies and it's sort of like which one is you know is it one or the other and in my opinion um you know, I, our bodies do know how to detoxify, and that is something that we're meant to do. However, just like anything else, our, our processes in our body don't always work exactly the way that we want them to. And with the more and more um, pollutants and toxicants or toxins, whichever word you want to use to describe this, we are exposed to so many of them throughout the day. I actually looked it up and we're exposed to between 700,000 and 2 million per day. So yes, our bodies are meant to do this process of detoxification, but as we are continued continue to be exposed to more and more, are our bodies really able to work as efficiently as we want it to, to get rid of these toxins? I don't know. So we may have to help support, you know, this process. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. So I do think, you know, obviously our bodies are amazing and they have the capacity to detox, but you know, 
if you think even a hundred years ago, we didn't even have half the chemicals that people are exposed to daily. So it's more so the fact that we're exposed to all of these man-made toxicants, synthetic chemicals, so many, as you just mentioned, that our bodies are not equipped for this. You know, it's not some natural thing that for hundreds of thousands of years we were able to handle. It's more so that in the past hundred years or so, you know, the number of these things has skyrocketed and therefore our detoxification pathways get clogged up and might need a little bit more help. And like you said, you know, it depends on who we are. We all have different abilities to detox. We all have different exposures. So we have different levels of chemicals and toxicants in our body. But I definitely am a strong believer that we need to help support these systems. Yes, I completely, completely agree with you. And um, yeah, not only are we exposed to more and more, but it's an individual thing. And if we happen to be deficient in a specific nutrient that is needed for one of these pathways to happen, then that pathway will be shut down and we just won't be able to you know, move through the process like we're supposed to. So there's a lot of things we can do to make sure that our bodies detoxification pathways are working more efficiently. And we're going to get into that as we go forward. But maybe we can talk a little bit first about um, what are what are some of the things that these toxins do to our bodies? And how would we know if that those pathways are sort of overloaded? Yeah, so toxins are hard because they all have different effects on our body. And again, it's a very individual thing. So this can manifest as things like weight gain or fatigue or cancer or autoimmune disease, neurodegenerative disease, you know, infertility, allergies, all of these can be symptoms that you have toxicity in your body, and your body isn't able to convert those into something and get them out of your body. So it could really manifest as skin issues, thyroid issues, you know, the list is kind of endless, but there's a strong correlation between obesity, and then also diabetes as well. So, you know, it's not just one sign or symptom and that's indicative. You can get testing done to see, you know, what toxins you might have in your body, but it can manifest as tons of different things. Yeah, it's so true. And part of the reason is because uh, a lot of these toxins, they're, they're actually, when they're in our bodies, they are considered something called endocrine disruptors. And all that means is that they act like hormones in our bodies. So they disrupt our um, our innate hormone, uh, you know, processes. And so that's why they impact our infertility, sometimes our libido, and they cause PMS. And what's actually kind of weird and interesting and weird at the same time is that because of these endocrine disruptors, men are having higher and higher levels of estrogen, and women are having higher and higher levels of testosterone. So yeah, yeah, these toxins have this weird hormone effect in our bodies. And um, it, it, like you said, it can manifest into so many different issues. 
Yeah. Hormonal issues are a big one. And, you know, women with PCOS, that kind of thing, that can be tied to toxins, mm-hmm. like pretty much everything, like I said before. So it's it's hard to just say one thing, but definitely, you know, if you feel like you might have some hormonal issues, really evaluating the sources of toxins in your body, which we can talk about now because that list is actually endless and can be terrifying, but we are going to talk about ways to avoid it as well and ways to amp up your detoxification systems. But, um, you know, just some sources of toxins are herbicides and pesticides that might be on conventionally grown foods. So we talk a lot about the importance of buying organic and why that is important. And that's because those toxins are on those foods that you're on the food that you're eating if it's not organic and that can do a lot of harm in your body other things like nonstick pans kitchen utensils anything like that is going to have bpa other chemicals in there you know things that are plastic especially if you're putting acidic food in there or hot food so i'm thinking like tupperware containers that kind of thing you just cook a soup or something put it right in there that's going to leach all those chemicals and you're going to end up consuming that. And then it's going to get stored in your body and your fat cells and your brain, all of these different places. And your body's going to have to work that much harder. Um, I have a huge list of other, other ones, but do you want to jump in and share with you, Stacey? <laughs> sure. Yeah, no. And, and I almost hesitate to go on and on about and I want to, and I will, but I'm just, I, it's so like when people haven't yet thought about how many of these, of, uh, you know, of toxins that we're exposed to throughout the day, it sounds very overwhelming. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can't even breathe because with that, even in our air, it's in our water, it's in our cooking, it's in the, the, the um, supplies that we use to clean our home. It's in the, the skincare products we use and cosmetics. And I mean, it's just, you know, you, from the minute you open your eyes in the morning to the minute you go to sleep at night, there's just pollutants everywhere. So this is not meant to scare anybody. I mean, you know, this is a, a, pro, a slow process of how can we little by little just cut back on so, as much of this as we can that is feasible in our life, but then also promote the, the positive things that we can do to just make sure our bodies are most efficiently getting rid of these things. Because you, if we scare, you know, like if we list these things that are just so scary, it's like you feel like you just have to, you know, stay locked up in a bubble for every day and, you know, everywhere all in your life. So that's not what we're trying to enforce here. Um, so we're going to, we are going to give a lot of uh, suggestions on ways to just help and promote our bodies to um, to get rid of these these things. Um, so yeah, I'm so glad you said that because it is really important. You know, like this is meant to empower you and give you <laughs> constructive things to do. And you know, whenever I start to think too much about it, or yeah. you know, get in a spiral, it's important to remember, like we talked about in the beginning, like our bodies do have an amazing capacity to detoxify. So we're not hopeless. It's just a matter of reducing your exposure and then doing the right things to help those systems. Yeah. Yeah. Because it can get crazy. And if you live, I know I'm the type of person that's like, Oh my God, we need to do all of this all the time. And 
people around me think I've like lost my mind. So <laughs> let's just like sort of like try to take this slowly. But the basically the process of detoxification really entails our body being able to accept these toxins, convert them into a form that then is able, then your body's able to get rid of. So it does take a few, many actually different steps for our bodies to convert these things into something that's more safe and that can easily get eliminated from our bodies. And I wanted to talk about the idea that um, like some people think juicing, let's say, they'll say, well, I'm going to do a three-day, a five-day juice, and that will detox my body. The problem with really just picking one ingredient or one type of food to help you through this detox process is that one ingredient might do one of those steps that I mentioned. It might convert some toxins to something, you know, that's a little more safe or something, but then it might stop right there and then it doesn't help your body get rid of the, of the toxin. So it's not really true that we can do a juice detox and expect that that's going to promote every single step of the detoxification process. It might just promote one step, but if we don't do every single part of that process, then it actually may exacerbate the problem. So um, have yeah. you heard of any like detoxes like that, that you would say like, let's not try that? <laughs> Definitely. So like you said, juice cleanses. I also see some of these like tea cleanses, you know, all of these different things that usually are also really expensive and come with a big price tag because people are really hopeful it's going to help them actually can be doing more harm. And a lot of times like with the juice cleanses, people aren't eating protein and you really need protein for mm -hmm. detoxification and you need antioxidants to help mitigate some of the products that are formed in one of those first phases. We're not going to go super in depth with this because it gets very crazy, like heavy on the science, but it's just important to know you need to do it in a balanced, constructive way. And so doing like a juice cleanse is not going to give you the benefits that you want. And then also the other part of this is if you end up doing something like this, and let's say you end up losing a lot of weight or something like that really quickly, toxins are actually stored in our fat. So that actually gets really dangerous because then it releases all those toxins or toxicants into your bloodstream. And then you become this walking toxin toxic person and then you end up getting signs and symptoms from that and it's too much for your body to handle all at once so that's a whole nother part of it that I really warn people about as well when they're talking about doing these kinds of things because that can cause major health issues I totally agree with you is that that's the part that I think some people are missing is that the first few steps that we take expose the toxicants out, you know, in our to our blood and expose these things in our body even more than they may have been before. And if we don't help the elimination pro process, then we actually won't really rid our bodies from these things. So, like, right. it does take several steps, and that's why you and I have focused so much on having healthy bowel movements and healthy mm -hmm. gut. 
um, you know, processes so that that really is what pushes these things out of our body. And that I think is one of the most important things. So if you're doing a juice cleanse or something and all of a sudden you're not getting enough fiber to have mm -hmm. healthy bowel movements, then that is, you know, just going to keep the toxicants stagnant in your body rather than helping them, helping it, you know, rid from your body. So that's something I'm sure we're going to get into, into more as we go forward, but just promoting that elimination process is a key part of detox. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's not just through stool, but stool is really important. So usually, like, if we're putting someone on a detox protocol, we want them eliminating one to three times a day, which is much more than most people are used to. But that's so important. So we're not recirculating those toxins. But toxins also get released through sweat. So sweating is really important. We'll talk about that more in a bit. Um, also, urine, you know, we excrete toxins through that as well. So we really want to make sure that things are moving well through our bodies so that we can get them out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a good segue into the next part is just how can we further support our body's natural detox and this, you know, without some of those fad, um, quick detox uh, programs that are being sold on the market. Yeah. So this is a topic I'm so passionate about because food is so powerful and it helps with so many of these detox mechanisms and a lot of research has been done really good research showing the specific pathways that they work on so again like if we're creating a detox protocol for someone we're looking at these individual spices or vegetables or fruits or proteins or whatever it is and looking at what they do in the liver specifically for that detox pathway so it's very complex again we're not going to go down that rabbit whole but just in a general sense it's so important that we're getting enough plant foods so plants especially you know cruciferous vegetables are amazing for detoxification and these are things like broccoli cauliflower arugula bok choy watercress all of these are fantastic they have sulfur in them which is really important for detox and then also allium um, vegetables or the allium family. So that's things like onions and garlic and green onions and shallots. Both of those families are the two that I really like to focus on a lot. But you know, there's the whole idea of fiber as well. So we get our fiber from fruits, from vegetables, from whole grains and legumes and nuts and seeds. So all of those are important. And then, you know, there's also specific foods that have been found to help with detox, like um, citrus fruit, Fruits in particular have been shown to be really helpful. Um, spices like turmeric, um, that kind of thing. Green tea has been shown to be great. So there's a lot out there. Um, did you want to add anything to that, Stacey? That was a really good list. Um, so yeah, drinking a lot of wa water, um, getting in those prebiotics that we that you actually introduced at the beginning, making sure we have enough of that fiber that just helps with the bowel movements that we talked about. Um, uh, actually, there was this one study called blood, urine, and sweat. And they found that sweat is one of the uh, bodily fluids that actually contains 
uh, the highest amount of toxins, and that's actually a good thing. That means that when we sweat, we are getting rid of those, you know, toxicants. So promoting sweat, that might mean using exercise or even just sitting in a sauna um, and allowing for your sweat to come out and then showering off. I always recommend, you know, when you get out of a sauna to shower, to wash that off of you. You don't want to let it just sit there. Um, and then other, uh, you may want a probiotic, but again, that is something more individual. And I think I would recommend working with a healthcare professional to figure out what exact strain of probiotic would be best. And then finally, just healthy sleep and stress management. We talk about that every week almost with, you know, and almost every topic that we talk about, we bring up how important sleep and stress management are because toxicants or maybe this is, maybe this is toxin is what is our stress. Um, our stress and having, you know, stress chemistry, the, the chemicals that our body produces, those are basically toxic to our bodies. So having good sleep cleans that out and so does ways of strategies to manage stress. Yeah, absolutely. So true. I'm glad you mentioned sleep and the sweat. Again, I also wanted to add one thing is you can do um, like a really hot bath and even just sweat from that. So if you don't have access to a sauna, not all of us do. If for whatever reason you can't do high intensity exercise, just doing a really, really hot bath and sitting in there for a while and really sweating yeah. can be really beneficial also. And then, you know, even right afterwards doing like a cold water shower to get extra benefit for mitochondria mitochondrial health. Um, all of that is really helpful as well. And then I also, you know, I mentioned before protein, but yes, protein is so important to add into the diet when we're talking about food for detox um, and just making sure it's clean protein. So organic, grass-fed, we don't want to be adding to our toxins by the protein that we're eating when we're trying to get rid of the toxins. Um, and then what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, I know. It was avoiding too much animal fat. So a lot of toxicants bioaccumulate. So they accumulate and they get stored in our fat, like we talked about. These are things called persistent organic pollutants. So they're persistent. So they last years and years and years. And if we're eating a lot of animal fats, we're actually consuming those toxins from the animal that had it accumulating. So this is kind of my concern about keto for a lot of people where there's, it's really heavy on the animal fat. And so you just want to be careful of that as well. Um, and that's not something that people really think about, especially now that, you know, fat isn't vilified as much. It's a lot of people, you know, the swinging pendulum the other way where they're eating so much fat and along with the fat, they're all also getting a lot of those chemicals. So that's just something that I like to have people keep in mind um, as well. And then, you know, just general support for the detox organs. So the liver, the kidneys, the gastrointestinal tract, um, all of that, like things like bitters can be really helpful for liver health, lots of stuff out there. And then there is supplementation, which again, you should work with a healthcare practitioner to target what actually would work for you. But there are a lot of things like glutathione, milk, thistle, things like that, that you can try out if you're doing detox protocols. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that thing about keto diet, because I think about that all the time that yes. people are eating so much fat. And I understand the, yes, there's benefits to the ketogenic diet for some people, but we're not thinking about the long-term effects of 
adding this amount of toxins, which is stored in fat, in fatty foods um, to, to these people's bodies. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And the other idea about baths, as you were saying it, um, Epsom salt baths are mm. also a great way because it's magnesium that will help pull the toxins out of your body. So yep, that's a, another one. Um, so unfortunately we do have to get into the list of, well, how can we avoid all of these toxicants that we are exposed to throughout our day? Um, because like I had mentioned, they are um, highly concentrated in our air, in our water, in our food, in the containers that we keep our food in, in the cooking vessels that we use. Um, so I know we'll, we'll probably both have some, you know, good tips for them, but um, I'll just start with a couple. Yeah. I'll let you go from there. Um, so obviously avoiding plastics. That's a huge one, a huge one. I have glass containers instead of Tupperware. I have silicone containers, like little packet, little bags instead of plastic baggies. Um, I use for uh, also uh, water bottles, silicone water bottles. Um, for cooking, I recommend um, either uh, stainless steel or cast iron. I really try to cook with those two or glass um, or because those are the three that you don't really leach too many heavy metals from those, those cooking vessels into your food. Um, so I use those. Um, you know what one that we haven't talked yet too much about is Wi-Fi and avoiding mm. the electromagnetic radiation. So yes. I know this is a hard one, especially as, as technology progresses and 5G is going to become a thing everywhere. Um, if you could hardwire your house, that's the, the gold standard. However, I know that's not... So it's easy for everyone. Um, so just trying to turn your devices off through the night, sleeping as far away as you can from these things, um, you know, putting your devices on airplane mode as much as possible, not storing your phone like by your chest or your waist or your body as you take walks or, you know, as you're just moving around, like, you know, having, um, keeping your phone in like little, uh, I have like a little safety thing for my phone. I just little by little trying to figure out how to keep yourself more safe from this. Um, again, I have a million more, but let me give you a chance because I've been talking for a while. Yeah, no, those are all great. Definitely things I had on my list, all things I try to consciously do. Um, one thing I wanted to add was if you are someone who, you know, takes your lunches to work in a bag and you're tr you have it in this glass container, Tupperware container, it's really heavy. They actually have stainless steel ones like bento boxes um, that are more lightweight. So instead of, you know, taking plastic because it's lighter, you can get those stainless steel lunchbox things that's a great option um but i'm so glad you mentioned wi-fi as well that's a huge one another one just related to that is and i'm so, i'm so bad about this sometimes too but keeping your laptop on your lap so mm -hmm. if you're like doing work on the couch or that kind of thing that's just directly putting that 
that um, radiation on your lap and you know your reproductive organs, all of that. So that's really big. They actually have, um, I can't remember what they're called, but little things that you can put under your laptop so that if you like to have it on your lap, um, it actually blocks the radiation from that. So that might be an option if you're someone that likes to do work on the couch and get comfortable and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, some of mine were, again, we talk about this a lot, but going for the clean 15 for organic and avoiding the dirty dozen. Um, so the clean 15 are the U, the EWG clean produce where you don't necessarily have to get it organic. It's not as heavily sprayed. Whereas the dirty dozen, you do definitely want to go for organic there. Um, and then, you know, related to the animal fat, choosing lean meats over fatty ones. If you're worried about that accumulated toxic load, and then also related to protein, choosing low mercury fish. So fish is a source, especially larger fish, of mercury. And we want to avoid that because that can be neurotoxic and cause a lot of health issues. So, um, you know, going for wild fish, I always say the acronym SMASH. So salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, and herring are usually safer. They're smaller on the food chain, so they don't have as much mercury in there. Um, and then, you know, filtering your water and filtering your air are two big things that you can do to help cut down on toxicants also. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so just just to make sure people know, the EWG stands for Environmental Working Group. So you can go to that website, ewg.org, and you will find tons of recommendations. In addition to the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen, they have recommendations for safer cleaning supplies, personal care products, cosmetics. I actually use an app called Dirt, think dirty, think dirty, and you can type in any brand of, um, of uh, sunscreen or shampoo or soap or any of those things, and it actually gives it a score to tell you, um, you know, how safe it's considered. So, Think Dirty is an app that I really recommend um, for water filter. I use Berkey. B-E-R-K-E-Y, that's A. I use the countertop one, but they do sell um, adjustments that you can put onto your faucets so that the water that comes out of your sink or your shower is a little cleaner. You may consider something called reverse osmosis water, which is something you put into your whole entire home so that everything that comes out of your faucets is cleaner. Um, for air filters, there's two that are, um, the IQ Air is the one that many people recommend. It's a little bit pricey. I actually use the one called Blue Air Filter. And they're just like, they just sit sort of in the middle of my room or next to the wall and they, you know, clean the air of particulate matter, which is not so healthy for us to be breathing. The other ideas are just to keep your windows open, maybe keep plants in the home because plants will clean the air naturally. They take in the pollutants and, and then 
release um, healthier air. And then just my last one is to cook your food slow and moist rather than dry at, at, at very high temperatures because those um, compounds that form in you know quick high temperature cooking are carcinogenic. So slow moist cooking, trying to use less of the microwave um, is are some of the ways that I would recommend for your cooking. Yeah, those are all great. I'm so glad you mentioned opening windows and getting plants because both of those can make a huge difference. The other one kind of related is to clean your house really well with non-toxic products. So the dust in our homes is actually, you know, that is an accumulation of the toxins that we bring in from the outside and that are inside our homes. So if we can keep it cleaner, then the air is cleaner and all of that. So usually, you know, cleaning your house is really important. Opening those windows, air filter. I also wanted to add um, air doctor. Have you heard of that air filter? That's another one that I know is pretty popular as well. Um, and then, you know, limiting your canned foods, limiting your plastic bottles and containers, like you mentioned, especially canned acidic foods. So, so like tomatoes and that kind of thing, that'll, you know, leach it even more. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to mention related to what you said with the app was, I don't know if this is the same app or a different app, but it is the EWG and it's the Healthy Living app. And they actually have something that's so helpful. So when you're at the store, you can scan the barcode on a product and it will give you the score right then and there. So you don't even have to type in the name, look for it. Um, and then, you know, I think it's one through five, it gives you a score. So if you're at the grocery store or whatever, and you're trying to figure out the best dish soap or something like that, you can go ahead and just scan. And if it's a one, it's probably a lot safer than if it's a five and, you know, get an immediate, it's so fast. It's so easy. I was astounded when I first used it. I was like, this is the best invention ever. So it's really great, super easy to use. It's a free app. So it's really accessible. Um, so yeah, that was just the last one I wanted to add. I'm sure we could go on, but we'll start wrapping it up now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I'm really excited because we are going to have our first guest come on. Um, and that's Yay. one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about detoxification today is because she is an expert in mold detoxification. And this is a huge topic. Um, mold is something that unfortunately creeps up in our homes and causes, you know, so serious health issues and with sometimes without us even knowing. Um, so can you tell us what her name is exactly? And how yeah, Dr. Kat Bowden is her name. She's amazing. She's a naturopathic doctor here in Portland, Oregon. And I connected with her a few weeks ago and she's so passionate about what she does. She's amazing. And I'm so excited to have her on to talk about detox and mold and all of that. So we're super excited to have our first guest and I hope you guys will tune in to listen. Yes. Awesome. So just so that you guys know where to find us, I am Stacy Seslowski. My company is called Heal From Food. Um, I am accepting new clients or new patients. Um, you can find my website, healfromfood.com or email me, Stacy at healfromfood.com or you can find me on social media um, at healfromfood. 
Awesome. Thanks, Stacey. And my name is Leah Grace Barrett. You can find me at www.gracefunctionalnutrition.com. I'm also accepting virtual clients right now. And you can email me at gracefunctionalnutrition at gmail.com and find me on social media at gracefunctionalnutrition. Awesome. It was nice to see you, Leah. And I'm excited you too, Stacey. for next time. And our you too. Yeah, sounds great. Bye-bye.